Have you ever wondered how astrology and human design can help you to understand your energy? In today's episode, I'm joined by Tanya Setiyadi, a conscious business coach, astrologer, human design reader, Reiki master, and sound healer. In the episode, we chat about what human design is and how it can help you to navigate your life. We discuss why she didn't believe in astrology at first and what eventually changed her mind. We also explore how leveraging human design can help entrepreneurs to create success, avoid burnout, and promote healing. Plus, how getting clear on what it is that you truly want can help you to create abundance in your life and align with your soul's calling. Welcome to the Blissful Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Weber, and I'm a holistic transformation coach, mindful meditation facilitator, and sound healer. This podcast is designed to empower you to reconnect with your inner wisdom, overcome limiting beliefs, and follow your soul's bliss. Each week, join me for a mixture of solo episodes and conversations with thought leaders and inspiring guests, where we'll explore a variety of tools, tips, and strategies to help you align with your soul's calling, embrace your unique gifts, and create a life of joy, fulfillment, and abundance. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome to another episode of the Blissful Soul Podcast. I have a very special guest joining us today. Her name is Tanya Satiati, and she is a conscious business coach, astrologer, human design reader, Reiki master, and sound healer. With her background in finance and strategy, she uses these various modalities to help her clients grow their businesses in a way that's in alignment with their souls. So without further ado, welcome, Tanya. Hi, so happy to be here. I'm so excited you're here. You know, you and I met through becoming mentors for the Sound Healers Academy, and it's truly just been such a joy to get to know you and to learn about all the incredible modalities that you offer. And I'm just really excited to dive into your story and to learn more about your path and how you've grown your business, not only by utilizing your amazing gifts, but also helping others to really tap into their own potential. Yeah. And that's kind of the cool thing too, right? With with the modalities that we do, like we get to benefit from it too, as well as helping others because learning astrology for myself, human design for myself, like it's been so helpful personally, but also for my business and um, being able to help other people with it is, you know, the bonus on top almost. Right. It's amazing. I'm so excited to learn more about it, but let's start at the beginning. I would love for you to really just take us back. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and your journey to get here? Have you always been interested in astrology and human design and spirituality and all of the things? What has been your path to get here? Yeah, funnily enough, no. For a long time, I thought astrology was BS. (laughs) You know, because when you don't know enough about it, you think like, how can you put everyone into 12 boxes? How is it that 8 billion people fit into just 12 boxes? But that was before I actually studied it and learned it and looked into it. But the funny thing was that I my first astrology reading was when I didn't believe in astrology. Um, long story short, both my brother and my sister were really into it and they had gotten readings. It was a Vedic astrology reading and I, I do Western astrology. But anyway, we were in Bali and and they had gotten readings and they were like, Tanya, you have to get one too. We want to hear what he has to say about you. 
And I was kind of like, oh, but you guys know that this it's not real, right? But they insisted. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it for you guys. And the funny thing is, and I think this is so important to say about timing, is that timing is such an important factor because even after that reading, it wasn't like, you know, a light bulb moment and I like saw my future. Oh my God, I have to learn this. I was still like, yeah, no, that wasn't real. (laughs) And then it was like a few years later that I came back around to it. And unfortunately, I don't have the recording of that reading anymore because it would be so interesting to look back on, but I do have notes from it and I remember bits and pieces But yeah, basically, the way that I kind of came to it was being really lost, not really knowing what I was doing, what I was meant to be doing in my life, what I wanted to do in my life. And I just felt really uninspired and not just uninspired, but very like not excited about anything. Like everything just felt dull and boring and just really low. And um, one way or another kind of found an astrologer online that I kind of like liked what she was saying and kind of vibed with it a little bit. And I kind of thought, okay, maybe there's something in here that can tell me. And honestly, it was kind of from desperation. <laughs> it was kind of from like, I, I, I need some answers. I need some help. And I still don't know if astrology is a real thing or not, but like, maybe it can help me get some clarity. And the funny thing is like her, her readings were super expensive. And so it took me a while to like finally pull the trigger and book a reading. Even then it was like two to three months away, like her wait list was so long. And then within like a week or two of me booking that reading, she launched her um, 10 week astrology, like beginner astrology course over a Zoom. And I was like, oh man, like if I'd known she was going to do this, I would have just learned how to do it rather than like having paid for a reading as well. But I ended up signing up for both. And From basically like day one, it was like, oh, this actually makes sense. Like I actually understand how this works and I haven't looked back since. And that was kind of how it started. How fun is that, that things just fall into our laps for a reason, right? I think that what's meant to come for us will show itself along our path, even then when we don't expect it to. Yeah. And again, the timing thing, because it's happened so many times, like with human design, for example, I was at like a weekend workshop thing at a local meditation studio. And the girl next to me was like, oh, do you know what your human design is? Or like, do you know what human design is? And I was like, no, what is that? And she showed me what the chart looks like. And if you know what the chart looks like, it's really weird and wacky and doesn't make sense. The numbers are all over the place. It's not in order. And it's really weird. And I was like, what is that? I don't know what that is. She's like, I don't know it either. But she was like trying to find someone who maybe knew something about it to explain it to her. And then again, it was like a few years later, after I had started learning astrology, that somehow I kind of came back around to it, found, you know, it kind of entered my world again. And again, it was one of those things that was like, oh, it makes sense now. Like before, when the timing was right, it was like gibberish. And then now when the timing was right, it was like, oh, I actually get this. I understand it. And it makes sense. And I want to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. And before we dive more into this, because I have so many questions for you, Can you explain to our listeners what human design is? I know a lot of people may not be super familiar with the concept. So maybe just explain a little bit about what human design is and how it can help people. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to astrology. So if your listeners are familiar with an astrology reading, we use your birth info. So your birthday, your place of birth, like the city you were born in and your birth time to pull up your birth chart of what the planets looked like on the exact minute when you were born. And 
that gives us a map of really big themes and even really granular things too about bits of your personality, basically, through the birth chart. And so as human design is kind of similar in that we use the same birth info and we pull up a chart, a human design chart that tells us about your energy type. And human design is actually, it's a newer modality, but it's a combination of four very ancient schools of thought. So it's a combination of Western astrology, the chakras, the Kabbalistic tree of life, and the Chinese I Ching. And so it uses bits of all four of those modalities and creates it into this new one called human design. And it's really all about how to use your energy, like how you make decisions and how you show up in the world, because it's about like the energy exchange that you have with other people and with the universe. And I like to differentiate, you know, if someone comes to me and says, I don't know if I should get an astrology reading or a human design reading, which one do you recommend? First of all, I recommend both <laughs> because they're different. But the way that I describe it is that astrology is like a map of your life. So you can zoom out and you can kind of see how you're going to get from one place to another. But human design is like the instruction manual for your life. So it's about the day to day, again, how you use your energy, how to make decisions. And it's very applicable straight away. Like after you have a reading, you can put in a lot of the things into practice like the next day. That's amazing. So is it more for daily life use? Is it for people starting businesses? Can it be both? Yeah, it can really be for everything. And the funny thing is that I've done a few group human design readings for entrepreneurs because it is more applicable. It's much more easier to understand for people who are maybe not super spiritual when you talk about, you know, this this is the way that you should make decisions or the way that you should lead your life is through following what lights you up. You know, for 70% of the world, for example, which are the energy types generator and manifesting generator, the way that they should live their lives is literally just what lights them up. If it excites you, then you do it. And if it doesn't excite you or it only excites you a little bit, then you don't do it. And that's it. That's like the only factor that you should think about. And that's a lot easier to comprehend for people who are, again, maybe not super spiritual. But the thing is, you know, putting it into practice it's a different story. <laughs> right. And that's kind of where the practice comes from. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting you bring that up because I know that I'm a manifester and I'm curious, you know, can you tell me more about what being a manifester means? Yeah. So you have, it's, it's so interesting. Being a manifester is super interesting because there's only about 9% of the world is a manifester. And the one thing that is very unique about manifestors compared to the other energy types, which I'll just quickly mention, generator, manifesting generator, projector, and reflector. So everyone else is meant to be pretty passive. In different ways, we're meant to wait for the world to kind of show us things. Whereas you as a manifestor is the only one, the only energy type who's supposed to be proactive. Like you will have urges so you'll just kind of randomly get an idea one day and like, oh, this is a thing I'm going to do. And then you just have to go do it. And then it's through doing it that the way that my teacher would describe it is like you're the finger who like flicks the dominoes and then everyone else is a domino. So it has this like snowball effect of you just following this random urge that you get that then it, it kind of stokes the fire within everyone else and then everyone else gets going as well. And so the reason why we need you and the reason why it's so important for the manifestors in the world to 
go down their own path because so everyone has karma, right? And I want to kind of give the definition of it because it's not the definition of like you did something bad in a previous lifetime. So now you've got bad things happening to you. Karma is like the baggage that you show up with into this lifetime and everyone's got some baggage, right? And so the the baggage or the things that you came here to learn is to do something that maybe doesn't make sense for anyone else. Like I said, you'll just get this random urge and then, and then you have to do it. And the thing with manifestors is that they actually love people. They love to be accepted by people and they want other people to embrace them and, and love them. The funny way is that when you conform to what people want, that's actually the way that they won't embrace you. The way that they'll embrace you is by doing your own thing and listening to the urges. And so it can be a little bit of a funny thing to kind of maneuver around in your life, especially before you have a human design reading that explains all of this to you. And granted, some people just through trial and error in their life and through their experience, they kind of realize, oh, this is the way I'm meant to be doing it anyway. But that's why it can be so clarifying to have these readings is to understand like, oh, that's why I've been feeling these sort of things. And that's why I sometimes see a scenario that that worked out well for me. And then there's others that didn't. And it's because, let's say, in your case, when you were successful, it was because you listened to the urge. And then when you weren't as successful, it was when you're trying to conform, for example. It's funny because you are literally the only one who's supposed to be proactive and get the ball rolling. The funny thing with manifestors is that your energy goes up and down, which means that when you don't have an urge, then you're supposed to kind of like chill and relax and not do a lot. And then it's when you do get this urge to do whatever it is that your energy kind of swells up in order to get you through, in order for you to achieve. And then once you've achieved this, whatever this thing was, and then your energy is going to come back down. And so, again, it's one of the things that you came here to, to have to maneuver because generators are manifesting generators, like I said, 70% of the world. It's like they have a an on button and they can just go and 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 go and, go and, go and like not rest. And so when, for example, when you or any of the other three, really, any of the other three energy types, when you try to keep up with the 70% of the world and go and go and go and go and go, that's when you're going to experience burnout. And then you're going to get stressed and you're, you're just not going to see things flow properly because you're not using your energy correctly. That's the most fascinating thing about a manifester. And one other thing I'll quickly talk about is the strategy. The strategy is related to the energy type. And for manifestors, your strategy is informing. So you get this urge. And let's say the urge is, I don't know, I'm going to go to Hawaii for some reason. You know, you don't need to know why it is. It's not, I should also say this about human design. It's not about using logic and it's not about using our brains to like rationalize and reason because our bodies have an inherent wisdom. So it's about listening to what our body already knows, and then we just follow it. Don't let your head, don't let your like logic get in the way. So then let's say you get this urge to go to Hawaii, and you don't know why, and you don't need to know why, you just need to do it. You also need to inform. So you just tell people, I'm going to Hawaii. And then again, that is what's going to get the ball rolling. And then for someone else, so for example, I'm a manifesting generator. So then maybe you say that to me, and it makes me go, huh, Hawaii. And then it's like stokes something in me to do something else. So again, like I'm supposed to be passive, right? The rest of the world is supposed to be passive. I'm not out there 
Googling, like, where should I go on holiday or where should I go on my next trip? But it's because you had mentioned something to me that then it kind of clicked something in me to then for me to kind of react to it and do what I need to do with that information. And so it's funny because all you have to do is basically just get these urges and tell people about it. And then that's it. And then, you know, follow through and actually do it. But it's pretty <laughs> in theory, right? In in practice, it's going to be a lot harder. But I would love to hear how that resonates with you and how you've kind of seen it play out in your life. I'm a little bit stunned right now because, I mean, you just, you basically just described me 100%. <laughs> I mean, it's always so wild to me when I look at an astrology chart or a reading about, I'm a Virgo. So what's going on in for Virgos or what you just said with human design, like it's so spot on. Mm. And it's like, how is this possible? You know, <laughs> part of me is like, there's no way that this is real, but then I hear it and it's just, it blows my mind. I mean, I am totally one of those people that I get urges and I have to follow my heart. And it's really what has led my whole entrepreneur journey is following my heart, following the call. I worked a corporate job for a very long time and I hated it. And I just couldn't be part of that corporate world. It was not, it didn't feed my soul. In fact, I always say it was sucked the soul right out of me. But as yeah. soon as I found yoga, as soon as I found sound healing and meditation, I had to follow that urge. I had to follow that calling because I knew that there was something bigger for me. And it started me down this whole path where I've created this incredible business and started this podcast and all of these things. And everything you just said is so spot on. It's wild. And you know what, though, really quickly, just to kind of, just to answer the thing that you said, like, how is it that, you know, astrology readings, like, how is it that these birth charts can be so spot on? And the thing is, I wish I could like quote you exactly what it was, but basically they've done studies in terms of diseases and things. And they've seen that for every kind of like naturally derived disease, the the solution always comes first. And so for example, if there's a particular herb for like a particular kind of fever or whatever, the herb grows first and then the fever shows up in the community. And then the you know herbalists or the doctors, whoever, they kind of figured out that, oh, you know, let's try this herb and then that's the cure. And so the cure always comes first. So when you think about it, like these maps of our souls or of our journeys, it comes first. It comes when we're first born and we don't need it right away, but then it's there for us to help us along the way if we think to look at them and if we think to use them. So it's actually very, very natural and kind of the, the way the earth and the world works is that the solution comes first before the problems do. Hmm. Wow. I never thought about it like that. It's almost like a map to yep. your energy and how you're going to live your life. And I have to tell you, I think I've told you this before. You just light up when you talk about all of this. And it really is so special because not everyone in this world finds the thing that makes them so excited to talk about and that they connect with on such a deep level. And that not only are they good at it, but they're able to help other people with it. And I'm so curious, what has been your journey to becoming 
an astrologer and a sound healer and a Reiki practitioner and a human design. I mean, you began in finance, didn't you? Yeah. Well, actually, even before that, it was fashion design. Um, So I've been all over the map. (laughs) And honestly, it's part of being a manifesting generator. Because for me, like, like I said, I'm just meant to kind of follow what interests me, what lights me up. And so it may not make sense. And it never actually makes sense for any manifesting generator. And you're not supposed to have a plan. And you're supposed to just trust that, again, like your soul knows where you're meant to be going. And manifesting generators are meant to pivot really quickly and multitask. And then you kind of take a little bit from each thing that you've done and you kind of make something completely new with it. And that's kind of the the role that the manifesting generators play in the world. Like I said, for you as a manifester, you're the one who gets the ball rolling for everyone else. And for manifesting generators, our role is to expand and inspire people to show that, like, look at all these things that you could actually do that you may not have thought was possible before and look at how much fun it is to do it all. And, you know, for me, finding human design and finding astrology and all those sort of things, it really, first of all, like I said, it sort of found me, right? Like I wasn't necessarily looking for it when it sort of came back around, but I was sort of going through such a down period of my life before that of, again, just being super uninspired, super confused, super like I didn't know what I was meant to be doing. I had done fashion design and I loved it, but I knew it wasn't really like the thing I wanted to spend my life doing. Finance also, I really enjoyed, like funnily enough, I think it's really kind of fun to strategize and to kind of come up with ways of like, okay, this doesn't work. How do we make it work? How do we make all the numbers work? Like, I find that really fun too, but you know, I didn't want to work for a bank. I didn't want to do all those sort of things. And I didn't know what I was meant to do with it at all. And feeling that like lost and stuck and uninspired is actually in the context of human design. It means that you're not living your design. It means that you're not making the kinds of choices you're supposed to be making. And you're not following what you're supposed to be following. Because basically it was like I was holding on to the things that weren't right for me. And I wasn't doing enough of the things that were right for me. And when you do the things that were that are right, then you, that's when you find the flow. That's when you find the inspiration and the excitement and the joy. And then once you have that, especially after having felt how stuck, you know, if you if you had the sort of, let's say, dark night of the soul or just the, you know, that point of stress and being so low, once you find something that is amazing and kind of does light you up and brings so much joy and alignment in your life, then you can't ever go back. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You almost have to experience the lows to be able to recognize the highs. Yeah. It's so interesting when people are at their lowest point. I know it was this for me. That was really the momentum that I needed to be able to follow my purpose, to be able to start searching for the things that lit me up and to really start on my journey. So it's very interesting that I think you really framed it really well. Just you have to experience that to be able to to move forward sometimes. Yeah. And then it also, that sort of point of, of desperation, if you can call it, is sometimes really beneficial because then it does open you up to things that maybe you wouldn't have considered before. Like I said, like I always thought astrology wasn't a real thing. And if I had never felt that low, then I would have continued thinking that it wasn't real. And when you get that low, that's when you start going, okay, like, 
what else is out there? What else can can maybe help me? And so there is definitely something to be said for stewing in the in the low bits, because then it does give you the it propels you forward because you don't want to go back there. Right. The universe is always guiding us. I really believe that. And when we're at our lowest point and we open ourselves to the possibilities of something bigger to come our way, when we start to open that door, that's when the universe really guides us to where we're supposed to be. And then it's when all the other things kind of randomly start finding you as well. Like, you know, I, I explained how everything kind of started for me with astrology and then human design, but like, Reiki found me, sound healing found me, you know, like once you align yourself to kind of the joy and the, that feeling of being inspired and excited about your life, that's when all the other things can find you as well. And then you just keep following it. Like I said, like I, I never had a plan. It wasn't like I mapped out a five-year plan or something and said, you know, these are all the modalities I'm going to learn. It was just kind of one by one that found me. They intrigued me. Like I love to learn. And so I just kept wanting to find out more and more and still do, frankly. (laughs) Yeah. It's all about following the breadcrumbs of what lights you up, but you can never look at your life and expect to know exactly how it's going to unfold. You have to start taking those first steps, following the breadcrumbs. And that's when the doors open and you're going to start to see more opportunities and finding more modalities that feel really aligned for you. And start paving your own path. Yeah, exactly. And that's where the fun is, right? Like if you know exactly where you're going, then it's just rote. It's just following right. it's following the script that's already been laid out. And it's much more fun to kind of discover and explore. Yes, 100%. And it's a fun journey, right? That's part of it is enjoying the journey, not just expecting a one stop destination and just getting there. It's about enjoying the journey, learning about yourself along the way, figuring out different things and finding these modalities, finding these people along the way. It's so much fun when you're actually enjoying the process instead of just laser focused on getting to the end. Yes, exactly. I'd love to hear how have you built your business around this? I know you have so many different modalities how does your business kind of work into all of this? How have you really moved forward in creating this soul aligned business? Yeah, so it's interesting because like I said, I had kind of known a little bit about being a manifesting generator. Like I'm supposed to multitask and pivot quickly and do a lot of different things. The diff, well, the I don't want to say difficulty, but definitely like the the challenge is always putting it into practice, right? And so for me, I knew, okay, I'm following all of these modalities is what I'm meant to be doing. But then I definitely had moments early on where I was like, surely I can't make all of this into a business. Like I need to pick a couple of things. Like I have to specialize, you know, like wouldn't you, wouldn't people rather get an astrology reading from someone who specializes just in astrology and then a human design reading with someone who just specializes in human design instead of someone who seemingly dabbles in just a lot of different things. And it really took me a little while to kind of understand that actually, no, like when you have someone who actually understands you from all of these different perspectives through the astrology lens, through the human design lens and being able to relate it. And then, you know, all of these other different ways of all the different modalities that I do and and help people through, like, 
that's actually really, really beneficial. Because then it's like you you speak multiple languages with someone rather than like if you had an astrology reading with one person, then a human design reading with another person. And you're kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, in my astrology reading last month, they said this and this and this. And the human design person is like, cool. You know, I don't have anything to relate that to because I don't know anything about astrology. For example. Sure. And so I started really realizing that that was like a. It, it can reframing it in my mind, basically, to see that, like, actually, it's a positive thing when used correctly. And also, like, it's such a funny, you know, it's it's stories that we make up in our minds, right, about, like, why you can't pursue everything or why people would prefer someone who specializes. I'm sure some people do, but there's also a lot of people who don't. And also, again, like, understanding for me that it wasn't wrong, that I don't have commitment issues that I don't have like an attention span issue of why I keep pivoting from one thing to another. And that like, that's actually exactly what I'm meant to be doing. And like I said, like what lights me up is learning. And so I still continue to learn and find out more about all of these different modalities. It's not like I studied it for a little while and then moved on to another thing and then never revisited again. Like I said, like it really interests me, it really lights me up. But anyway, kind of going back to, to my business, the way it was really like a light bulb moment for me when I realized that the way that I can make all of these modalities and my background in finance and strategy kind of work all together is to help entrepreneurs grow their businesses. If you didn't know how you were supposed to use your energy and you were trying to do it the way that other people, you know, let's say if you look at successful entrepreneurs that you want to be like, but there are different energy types than you then it's really hard because the things that work for them are not going to be the things that work for you. And so understanding, having this foundation of understanding your astrology, understanding your human design and how you're meant to sort of function and how you're supposed to use your energy and the gifts that you have can be really beneficial in then growing your business. And then again, using the finance and strategy part of my background to say like, okay, how, how can we put you in positions to be able to capitalize on what is like, what's the thing that can really like propel you forward. I would say that my favorite word in business is leverage. In finance, leverage is debt. It's like the money that you borrow from like a bank or an investor or whatever, and then you use it to, you know, build something bigger. Or maybe not even, sometimes you just say like a highly leveraged company is just a company with a lot of debt. <laughs> but I love it in the sense of it in physics. You put a small input and you have a large output. Finding what's the thing that for you comes really easily and is kind of like your unique selling point that you can focus on and utilize and leverage so that then you have a bigger output on the other side. Doing all of that is what's really exciting for me. And then realizing that actually in order to help these entrepreneurs grow their businesses, it is really important and really beneficial to have all of these modalities and not just ones that tell them about, like I said, how to use their energy, what their gifts are, but also help them with the healing portion as well, right? Like with the sound healing, with the Reiki, because a lot of people are really stressed out. <laughs> uh, you know this very well. Yep. <laughs> so helping them understand that portion of it as well as and just to slow down and understand that slowing down doesn't mean that you are then not achieving like there's a really great quote that, that I'm going to paraphrase by um, Gandhi where he was like I have a lot to accomplish today so I'm going to meditate for two hours instead of one like mm. you, you go slow to go faster and you know 
all of those things, like choosing which tool to use out of the toolbox for different people, different clients and different times. That, like I said, that was really the, the moment in my business where everything really clicked. And again, it made it so that doing all of these different modalities wasn't a thing that was limiting me, but it was actually like, no, this is exactly what people need is someone who can help them through all of the different portions of what it is to be an entrepreneur, because it's not just the business part, right? It's not just about strategizing how to market and how to raise money or whatever it is. It is also the mental health portion, the spiritual health portion of it as well. And so being able to help people and guide them through all of the different aspects of what it means to be an entrepreneur is kind of, yeah, like I said, it's where everything clicked and where I really love as well. Yeah. Oh, I love this. You just touched on so much here. I think what you were talking about with bringing in the different modalities into all of your services into one offering is really beautiful because it's your secret sauce, right? You're not just an astrologer. You're not just a human design reader. You're not just a sound healer. You're not just a Reiki practitioner. You're all of them. And this is what makes you unique for your unique offerings. And people can combine multiple passions into one business. And I think that that's such a something that's not accepted widely right now is that, oh, I have to be laser focused on one channel. It has to be this one thing. But what makes you special is bringing all of your modalities, all of the things that interest you together and being able to share that with others. Yeah. And, you know, and again, it's not for everyone, right? For some people, it is good for them to specialize on one thing. But again, that's where the the understanding through human design was really helpful for me in terms of understanding that as a manifesting generator, this is exactly what I'm meant to be doing, is to do a lot of different modalities. And, you know, the other thing too, I think that's really important to kind of mention in terms of a business is that just because you do a lot of modalities, it doesn't necessarily have to be part of your offerings. You know, like maybe one or two of them is just for you and having the the flexibility to um, pivot and to change. I think that's really important, too, because really, like we we go wrong when we think that there is a secret like recipe for success that works for everyone. You know, like it's so different for each person and it's so different in different periods of our lives and the periods of our businesses. So understanding and I don't know, it's kind of like having a sense of non-attachment to it, right? It's like it can morph, it can change. And that's totally fine. Because again, like you don't want to ever get stuck feeling like this business doesn't work for me anymore, but I have too much success that like I have to keep going. Because again, that's going to get you into that place of not living your design. It's going to get you to that place of feeling super uninspired and stuck and low and all of those sort of things. And understanding that like, one of the beauties of working for yourself is the fact that you do get to change it and you do get to shift and morph as you shift and morph and you get to make it work for you rather than you working for the business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you touched on something really interesting here. I think a lot of business coaches that I've seen really have this kind of one track way to success. You're going to do this first. You're going to do that next. It's all going to be in this order. You're going to pitch this way. You're going to show up on social media that way. And that's just, that's not how it works. Everyone is different. And I think that's 
really unique about human design and a really unique approach to helping entrepreneurs is using their unique energy to help them pave their own path to success instead of following this very specific guideline of what entrepreneurs are supposed to follow this supposed one track path. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like my first question is always like, what do you want? What do you want? You know, like in terms of, okay, yes, of course, everyone wants like money and success, but like, how do you want to get there? Because a lot of people, like, for example, you know, I'll share with me, like, I thought at one point I had to share and do a lot of things on social media and it really brought me down. Like I hated doing it. I I just, it's, it wasn't for me. And then, you know, when I stopped and asked myself, what do I want? It's, I want to be able to get clients in different ways that didn't rely solely on social media, because I don't like feeling like social media has to be this thing that it becomes a chore. And so I think, again, like what you're saying, a lot of coaches in there are like, okay, well, you just have to push through. This is how everyone gets clients and how everyone makes money in this day and age is through social media. So you just have to work through your shit. You have to push through the resistance and you just do it. And again, like that doesn't work though, because what do you want? And for me, it wasn't through like using my social media as a business tool. And sure, some business can come from it, but I didn't want it to be the only thing. And so then I started focusing on other things like, okay, how can I get more clients through different ways? And it's not to say that I then just stopped showing up on social media and then everything was great. You know, although I have to say the the day that I finally decided, you know what, I'm just going to go back and use my Instagram account as just like a personal Instagram account and I'll share things from my life and I'll share my dogs and I will every now and then post something about my business and my work, but like not all the time. It felt like this huge weight came off my shoulders. And that's where you know where you're on the right track, right? Because when you do something and you, you know, quit, quote unquote, I don't really see it as quitting, but when you stop doing something in a way that is from fear, you're not going to feel expanded. You're going to feel relief, but it's going to be kind of like a sad restrictive kind of relief. But when you feel expanded and you feel light afterwards, which is 100% what I felt, that's when you know you're doing it correctly. And so then what I did was I worked with a coach and I said, you know, I need to get clear on who my ideal client is and get clear on how I can reach those people and attract them to me rather than selling to them in a way that isn't through my social media. And so, like I said, it doesn't mean that then I just stop showing up on social media and then everything was fine. You have to put the work into a different avenue and it may not always be easy and maybe it's slower. You know, the reason why social media has really taken off is because you can reach a lot of people all at once. But if it's not what you want, if it's not aligned for you, I really think that it's not about forcing and it's not about, like I said, this sort of very masculine way of like push through. It's just resistance. Once you get to the other side, it's going to be great. Like, the whole thing about, like I said, with astrology with human design is understanding like that's just not part of your nature. So instead of trying to force it, instead of trying to follow what has worked for other people, let's find out what works for you and focus on how to make it how to make that work for you. That's why, like I said, like number one question is what do you want? And if that want comes from a true like soul place and it doesn't come from fear and it doesn't come from blockages, then that's the thing that we need to figure out how to serve and how to follow. Because again, like our bodies, our souls, 
we know what's good for us. It's our brains and our like <laughs> logical, I always call it our silly human brains. And that's what gets in the way. And so once we kind of let go of that part and really listen to what actually lights us up and what makes like our hearts sing, like that's what it makes our hearts sing and, make, and lights us up for a reason. That's like our North Star. It's the compass that we were kind of born with. And that shows us what we're meant to be doing because no one is born to have a miserable life. Like everyone is always born to have a really expansive and beautiful life. And it's just a matter of listening to those things that do expand you, that do light you up and following through. Yes, 100%. And I think it's why a lot of entrepreneurs give up as they feel like they have to show up in this certain way. They have to do these things and really pushing themselves and going against their own nature. It doesn't feel good. And I love that question. What do you want? Because so many of us don't ask that question. We and don't. A lot of people don't know. Yes, exactly. A lot of people don't know. And so getting really clear on what it is that you want and then using that as your fuel and finding a way that feels good for you in order to get there. And I think also what you said about the masculine and feminine is really important because if we're too heavy one side or the other, there has to be a balance, right? Yeah. And I think we make up so many stories in our minds of things that we have to do or we're meant to do. Like I said, with me, um, with my business early on and thinking that like, well, I have to specialize in one thing or like maybe one or two things. I can't do all of this. Like it's, it's a mess. But like, by whose definition is it a mess? Whoever said that? By whose barometer? Who's measuring it? And it's just stories that we make up in our minds about why it can't work or why you can't succeed in certain ways. But we're really the only ones who ever stand in our own ways. You know, there are things that are from external factors like the economy or a global pandemic, things like that. But at the end of the day, though, those are not as big as the, like I said, the stories that we create in our minds about why we can't do certain things or why we have to do it in certain ways. And as long as, like I said, like if you get clear on the ways that work for you and how you found success previously, you're going to find people who align with that and you're going to find the opportunities that align with that. And, you know, for example, with like social media, if I you know, really, really hate it. I can hire someone, you know, like there's always a different way around it. It doesn't mean that then I have to fully cut off that avenue of potentially drumming up business completely. And, you know, now it's at 0%. Like it, there are ways around it, but also, you know, there are many, many, many people who are in this line of work who have zero social media presence and who are super successful. And so again, like we don't see them because they're not on social media. So we forget that they exist, but they do. And so when you ask yourself again, like, what do you want if you don't want to? And some people love it, right? Some people really enjoy, like they love to be influencers and they love to share their wisdom online, but some people don't. And so it just, you need to figure out which one you want. And if you don't know to spend the introspective time, to figure it out, to find out exactly what you do want and start working towards it. Because if you're just looking for the accolades and the money and the whatever, that's when it starts to feel hollow, right? It's You see it all the time with a lot of successful people who they've achieved really great things, but their lives are not fulfilling because that's the, you know, the money and the accolades and the fame is not what fills your soul. And so 
spending the time. It's such a good like investment in yourself, right? To really figure out what it is that matters to you and start working towards that rather than what society has told you you should want or need. Yes, 100%. Asking yourself, what do I want? And really just getting clear on that. Even just taking out a journal and writing down all the things that you love and what lights you up. And if you don't have anything, start experimenting, start putting yourself out there because life is too short to live a life that doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, I love journaling, by the way. I've, I've only just actually started getting into like using journaling prompts because to me, it was always for like the last, I don't know, 10 years. It was kind of like a place where I could dump all of my thoughts and, you know, think through things and whatever through writing. But recently I've started getting into like answering journaling prompts and sometimes they are just like, what do I want today? And it's so powerful. It's so simple and and it's so easy to overlook. Like, of course I know what I want today, but then when you take the time to sit down, pause and you write it out, things come through that you don't quite realize. So it's, it's yes. journaling is such a powerful tool that I think people don't utilize enough because it sounds too easy. It's like meditating. You know, how does closing my eyes for, you know, 20 minutes a day or whatever, how's that supposed to help me in my life? But it actually gives you the space. And like I said, that Gandhi quote of having so much to accomplish today, so I'm going to meditate for two hours instead of one, like it actually gives you more productivity and it gives you the space and the, the self sort of knowing understanding yourself more so that then you can answer these questions that we're asking that sound really simple. Like, what do you want? But a lot of people don't spend the time to think about it because they that's the other thing, right? They think that it's its a luxury. Like, I just need to do what I need to do to put food on the table and a roof over my head so I don't have time to think about what I want. That's a luxury that I don't have. But actually, when you think about what you want and you align yourself to it, that's when the money and the abundance and the alignment and the opportunities and finding the right people and all those things, that's when those things are going to come. Yes. Um, it's not through doing the things that you think you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. And so many of us are living our lives on autopilot, just going through the motions day after day after day, just surviving because this is what we're supposed to do. We're paying the bills. We're doing, you know, all of our chores, getting all of our to-do lists done that people don't take that time to pause. And that's why I always say that meditation and sound baths are so powerful because it gives you that time to pause and to really tune inwards and to reflect on yourself and your life and really see if you're living your life out of intention or just out of habit, just doing things yeah. because that's what you're supposed to be doing versus this is what I love. This is what I want to be doing with my life. Yeah. And in physics, they say that inertia is one of the like most powerful forces. I don't know if you can call it a force exactly, but like it's super powerful because an object in motion stays in motion. So it's hard to redirect that once you get going and once it becomes a habit, like you said, but if it's not serving us, then it really is incumbent on us to to change it and not get stuck in a in a routine that actually doesn't work for us and you you're an autopilot and you're just following the inertia. Yep. 100%. Oh, I love this. So, what advice would you give to someone who is interested in learning about human design, learning about astrology, maybe becoming a sound healer, maybe following the things that light them up, but they're feeling a lot of 
limiting beliefs, a lot of fear of failure, fear of judgment from other people, self-doubt. What advice would you give to someone like that? I would just say like, first and foremost, just decide you want to do it. Just decide, you know, again, what do you want? So you answer that question and then you just commit whatever it is and then be willing to do the work. And I know that, you know, taking courses, learning new things, it takes money and sometimes it can be quite expensive, but there are always easier ways to do it. There are a lot of podcasts. There's a library. You can read books. You can watch videos on YouTube. There are so many different ways for you to be able to learn that doesn't require any money at all. It just requires you showing up, right? And also understanding that there is no shortcuts. You have to do the work. Even when something, like I said, with astrology, it kind of clicked for me immediately. It wasn't like I just downloaded all of the information and immediately knew it. I still had to learn it. I still had to memorize it. I had to get a lot of practice. Like there are no shortcuts around that. I think just committing and then understanding again that that desire is divinely guided. And so you have that desire for a reason. If it's coming from from a true, you know, soul and heart place that it's not coming from fears and blockages, it's there for a reason. And so when you follow it, you can't go wrong. And once you're committed, then you're going to find that the hard work it kind of becomes easy, you know, because there's a difference. I always use the analogy of like, if you're in a kayak or like a small boat or something, and you've got pedals, if you're going with the current, it doesn't mean that you don't have to pedal, you're still going to have to pedal. But it's a whole different kind of pedaling than if you're going against the current. And so understanding that the current is there to show you where you're meant to be going. And again, it's like your your North Star you're still going to have to paddle. It's not to say that it's going to be easy, but then that hard work paddling is going to be worth it. And you're going to feel you're going somewhere with it and you're achieving and it's going to give you more fuel to keep going. And I also say that getting astrology readings and or human design readings can be really beneficial, again, to understand how to use your energy, how to make decisions and understand some of your gifts. And it doesn't have to be with me. You know, I really encourage your listeners to, to find someone that they resonate with. I should also say, I think some people get scared or they're apprehensive about getting a reading because they think like, what if I get told something that's bad about my life? Yes. And, um, you know, because it can be scary if if someone, you know, tells you, okay, in your birth chart, you're going to have, you know, you're never going to have success in your business or whatever. Like you'd rather not know that. But first of all, no astrologer, human design reader, whatever kind of reader should ever tell you that. But for me, in in terms of my approach to these modalities, it's saying that like, okay, sure, technically, there are these things in your chart that is a little bit challenging, but these are the ways that you can work with it. And actually using that in a positive way and understanding, sure, there may be like a delay here, or there may be some challenges here. But when you use the higher vibration of these signs or these planets, then you can use it in a more positive way and it'll give you more fuel. Like we were saying, the points where you feel down, it can actually give you fuel and propel you forward. So understanding that the things that are, you know, if you look in a textbook are technically challenging, technically bad, you can still use it in a more positive way. So understanding that these readings should always give you more alignment and expand what you are capable of and and help you find alignment rather than something that is going to 
prohibit you in certain ways because no one should ever say that like oh Stephanie you're a healer you really shouldn't be doing that at all completely change the whole business like no astrologer no human design reader like no one is going to ever say something like that you know it's always going to be okay so you're in this line of work how can we use the gifts that you inherently have to be able to help you even further Mm, I love that and I think that's really important because I've definitely had that thought, you know, what if I get a reading and it's really bad, but that totally makes sense that they would just help to expand whatever is going on to help people really reach their highest potential. Yeah, totally. It It never, it should never, because then what's the point? Why would anyone pay money and why would anyone bother getting readings if it's all just going to be really like constrictive and like you just get given bad news for an hour? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a common misconception, I think, about astrology and human design. This is meant to uplift you and really help you towards your highest path rather than restricting you. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been so amazing. I have loved learning about all of this from you. You are just, you are such a light. I'm curious, how can someone from my audience connect with you if they're interested in getting a reading, attending a sound bath, getting a Reiki session? or having you help them with their business, how can someone get in touch with you? Yeah, they can go to my Instagram or my website at Natania Setiadi or nataniasetiadi.com, which I'm sure you'll fill out for everyone in the notes. Um, And they can sign up for my newsletter. And yeah, even though I do see coaching clients to grow their businesses, I do do like one-off astrology readings, human design readings, sound bots, whatever we can definitely always find different ways to, because I think, again, like people need different things. And there are people who want more things and some people who only want like one reading or whatever. And, you know, the fun of it, like I said, is meeting people where they are and finding different tools of like these, this mix of readings or these mix of modalities or whatever is perfect for you. Or maybe even just one, like it's so, so, so beneficial to get multiple astrology readings or multiple human design readings because there's so much information from one chart that one reading only just scratches the surface and there's always so much more and that's again the fun of it i love it oh thank you so 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 much for joining us today this has been magical i am so excited for you and all of the things that you're creating and doing to help people in the world and to help entrepreneurs it's really amazing. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thanks for tuning in to the Blissful Soul Podcast. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone who would benefit from this podcast, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. If you're looking to connect further, join my community on Instagram. You can find me at Hey Stephanie Weber. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks again for listening. I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode.